0: Book the world's best speakers for your next event. MENA Speakers is the leading speakers and MC Bureau in the Middle East. We bring global talent to the region and have established the region as a key global hub for speakers. Inspire and motivate your audience. Find exactly what you are looking for by working closely with us to assist you in understanding the cost-benefit analysis tied to selecting a speaker for any event. Ensure that your audience is educated, engaged and empowered. Connect with us for a quick response and tailored advice. Book your speakers now.
1: Good morning, good evening, depending upon what part of the world you're in. If it's Friday, it's the CEO series where we bring together global leaders, entrepreneurs, and disruptors, where we discuss a variety of topics. Today, our esteemed guest is Iftikhar Hamdani, Area General Manager Bahi Ajman Palace Hotel, Coral Beach Resort, Sharjah. Our topic of discussion is sustainability as a business case. He has over 20 years experience in the hospitality industry. He's been named the brand ambassador and recognized as the the President's Award for CSR. He is is a recipient of the Alim Sustainable Development Excellence Award for CSR as a CSR champion, general manager, and inspirational general manager. He has been recognized by the Gulf Sustainability and CSR Awards, as the CSR Professional of the Year, Game Changer, Inspiring Hotel Leader, Versatile Excellence Travel Award, and it goes on and on. But with that, I welcome my good friend, Iftikhar. How are you?
2: Thank you, Ron. Thank you very much for inviting me in your show. Thank you.
1: Glad to have you, glad to have you. You know, that our topic sustainability as a business case, and one of the things I have always admired by you You were in the sustainability before it became cool, so to speak. So you've kind of become an ambassador as it relates to sustainable programs. Mr. Sustainability, if you will. What piqued your interest in sustainability even before it became kind of a cool topic?
2: Well, Ron, I mean, uh, this journey actually started when I was a student. Uh, I was in Lahore, Pakistan um in the Halley college of commerce um, and during that time i had uh, one book you know it's an autobiography of uh, abdul star and this abdul star is uh, voluntarily doing a lot of good thing for uh, for people and um, that book has changed especially for the charity point of view in my life um the person has dedicated his life when he migrated from india to pakistan in 1947 and since then i mean he has started working for the uh, for the good good things for the people i mean um, his story was amazing uh, he had one of the uh, biggest uh, ambulance fleet in pakistan i mean starting from small job to reaching on this level uh, big name in pakistan you know so i was going through with the book and then i was thinking you know that one guy is made it making this much difference in a society and uh, imagine, I mean, if I will be tomorrow in a practical life, and I can involve my company or my organization, uh, that will be also a big, big impact to that company or society. Mm-hmm. So I left Pakistan. I came in in uh, United Arab Emirates in 1999, December 1999. I joined Coral Beach Resort, Sharjah, and um, within this uh, five-six years time, I was uh, making, you know, my i uh, career growth from the television clerk to to a gm level and finally i got a position of gm you know and when i got that position um i realized that there are so many ways where we can engage ourselves to make actually profit with the commercial objective and at the same time we can do a normal job also so the charitable you know i mean things came in my life because of the turning point was that one book autobiography of uh, abdul saridi yeah. But sustainability part is pure commercial you no know, objective. When I started as a GM, I saw that people were not staying in a property. Property was not doing good business. Uh, 65% of turnover staff and uh, property was not really a good business or good profit. And owner was not really happy with the results. So when I joined actually, so I started focusing on people and that is called human sustainability because people yeah. talk about yeah. the energy conservation. But I started actually, uh, started working on the people, building on the team, and from there onward, I realized that as a matter of fact, it's all commercial objective. You get actually a lot of benefit when you have the the energy conservation, when you have the waste management. And that was the area where I had actually maximized my profit by reducing the expense Mm. and uh, increasing the revenue. And the middle part was all profit, you know. So it was actually purely commercial objective at that time, not being a responsible yeah. uh, person, but purely as in a business sense. And I got a lot of benefit out of it. And even till now, I'm enjoying actually by doing a practical work in sustainability.
1: Yeah, that's an amazing story because you are connected through people. You, had, you talked about turnover, which is, a, which is a huge issue. How do you sustain a staff? in doing that, so people sustainability, pretty cool topic, you know. In talking through that, did that sound foreign to people as you be- you began talking through the people side sustainability, connecting that? Did people pick it up, or was it a hard sell? Or
2: yeah, I mean, initially uh, you need to win the the trust of the people. Being a leader, when you come up front and you are uh, inspiring, you know, with your action, you're delivering, you know, so people, you know, they can see your action. And they trust on you and when you're doing good things for the people you know and what i did actually i was talking to the owner as an a union leader actually to talk uh to, to, to defend your staff you know i mean you were not really as a general manager so the owner also realized that someone a natural person in front of me because he's always talking about the staff uh, their good accommodation i shifted accommodation from outside to the hotel nearest location giving them good food uh, creating a good sports activities for them. Mm-hmm. So people saw actually a difference. It's not only like increasing of salaries because you know that we expect living in UAE, we are away from family yeah. and you know that people go after two years on a vacation yeah. and then actually your family is where you're working, you know. Yeah. And because I started my career as a reservation clerk and I was on sharing accommodation so I have realized all those problems and then I was defending uh, on behalf of my staff Mm-hmm. And then I was winning all the time because when results were coming good and hotel was non-profit and we turn into really one of the highest profit in our competition. So, Honor realized that it's a win-win situation actually because he's taking care of his staff. At the end it's a benefit for him and we were giving a good service because when you are having a happy people or happy staff, ultimately they are delivering a good service and at the end people are coming back and we had a repeated client and repeated companies And then at the end, it was a profit for the owner. And then we made a real business case study, actually, you know, which many people are calling it.
1: The you, you mentioned actions. So sometimes when you see leadership, they will say. We're gonna do rah 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 and then they don't exhibit those actions which is important because if you exhibit that and you were talking about you exhibited and the, the owner understood that and they were able that was able to cascade down through the organization because they saw what was the organization was doing absolutely yes yes absolutely so if if, if you were to talk to leaders say not only in hospitality But leaders in another organization that was possibly experiencing some of the same things, because what you what you inherited there could be the same in any or or other organization, I could be a technology company, I could be a company that's experiencing turnover, people are leaving, people are not satisfied, people are not engaged, what advice would you give them as a leader?
2: I mean, it's it's a really very important round that we need to understand that, uh, you know, people are very important actually in your team, unless, I mean, it's not only like in an in organization company. I mean, if you are a prime minister, if you do, do not have really a good picked minister in your in, in your cabinet, I mean, it's same goes, you know, that results will not come. So it's very important that when you're hiring your team, you need to have the right people uh, in your team, you know? So, I mean, my success actually, you know, for example, in, in food and beverage that I never get any uh, even commie one or commie two, commie three uh, chefs, you know, in my team without getting a trial. So you need to really pick the right people. And then very important thing is that you don't need to be a manager. You need to be a coach. So when I'm working, actually, I'm going there to correct them rather than, you know, I mean, going over there and taking them out and getting a new. Being a coach, I need to see that where is the potential. You cannot imagine that food and beverage managers were a banquet waiter, actually. So when I saw that the guy, he is working night till 2 o'clock, morning 7 o'clock, again he is at work, and then it goes for 7 days. So this Sri Lankan guy, you know, I went there and I called him. I asked Cheryl, please call Chandana. I want to meet him. And I said that Chandana, I want to see you one day food and beverage manager. And he said, no, 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 boss. I will never be. I said, how you can say that you never be? Because you are the best and you can do it. You need to trust on your abilities and you need to do one, two, three. And believe you me, he was not ready. We push him. And today this guy is cluster F&B manager for two hotels. The same guy. The reason because you being a leader need to release the potential of other people because I become a leader. No, I need to create more leaders in my team. And that's what is a message to all the, all the organizations or even to the governments that you people have to really choose the right people. And in case you think that somebody is lacking, then you need to be a coach and then you need to really release the potential of those people actually. One mm.
1: of the pillars when I do leadership development, I use that theme, leaders as coach, not leaders as managers, leaders as coach. That's your team. How do you coach that team to higher performance? And it's amazing, you know, when I, you know, I've known you for a long time and you know the things that you talk about are the things that's being discussed now in leadership development because all of the things you talked about looking at challenges inside of an organization and connecting it back to people, if we get the people side correct, the other things will pretty much fall into place.
2: Of course, yeah. I think I need to change my job, Norman, I to follow you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you would be great. As a matter of fact, I'm. Going to, we'll talk offline about that because you would be great to, to to talk more and develop more leaders. I need to develop more leaders as opposed to develop more workers or managers because the leader with the coaching MO is, is for, from a business case perspective, it makes more sense to the owners to have that, you know, to have that built into the culture of the organization.
2: Right. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So when you talked about the gentleman who started, who was working seven days a week, who maybe did not have the confidence to do that, and you were able to coach that, how did that play out inside of the organization, the other people that when they see someone who started here and now they are moving up, did that kind of enhance the environment, the culture inside of the organization?
2: See, Ron, you know that when I started this, this is just like a one pick, you know, which I'm sharing with you. I mean, I had the receptionist, she become director sales. I had the reservationist today, she's operation manager. Wow. I had actually created so many people. I mean, I had another reservation guy, he's the director sales in another hotel. So, you know that I picked those people, I post them, and then I realized that these people will be real asset for the success of the company. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason that we had actually better financial results. Compared to the uh, uh, competition. And then, you know, the staff turnover was just 2%. Imagine 65% to reach 2% because everybody had hope that, you know, that we are going to get actually because Mm -hmm. we have a leader. He will take care of us. And that's why we had a promotions and increment every year. Mm -hmm. Every year there was a profit. Every year there is a bonus. So if owner is getting, staff are getting. And I always tell them that, guys, listen, this is our business. We own it. We are not over here for a job. And unless you will not own it, you know, you will not bring the result. And why someone will own it, you know, because it is only possible when it when you will deliver also, it's a two way, it's not one way love at all. So when they are delivering, I'm the mediator. I'm in between the owners and my staff. And if you will not take care of my staff and I will be taking care of only the owner, then it will be very imbalanced. Yeah. So that is the reason that the success will come when you are balancing because you are in between. So I win the trust of the of the staff. At the same time, I win the trust of the owner. Yeah. Owner is happy yeah. because his yeah. his profit yeah. is there. Every yeah. year he's getting. And then we are delivering back to the staff. And that's the reason that we have a promotions. And I have a respect even till today. Even I change my organization. But those people are sending good morning every day. And I'm receiving a lot of messages every day because I have a connection with them. Yeah. And I win the trust. Though I'm not there. But still they are in love with me.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I read an article, uh, Richard Branson was saying that he does not worry about customer satisfaction scores. He said, my goal is to take care of the people, take care of the people who are taking care of the customers. Another good friend of mine um, was the CEO for a major hospital, NMC Hospital uh, in uh, Abu Dhabi. And his thought was, I take care of the people who take care of the people. If you do that, you don't have to worry about all the business indicators because all of those will follow absolutely okay. yeah
2: absolutely i agree fully agree with him
1: yeah so from a business perspective because normally you don't see sustainability you don't think of these leadership kind of uh, approaches in making a business case so why is w- would that be hard for an owner or a leader not to see that if we, if we take care of these people, who's doing the work, it's all gonna come back to us in some way, shape or form. Why is that such a hard sell today? Because sometimes when you talk to leaders, they're just totally clueless as it relates to that.
2: Um, I think, you know, that it's, it's only um, mindset. And, um, you know, when I say that, like, for example, I did actually as in a business case study for sustainability, Um, it's a real because you know that when initially I I took a charge as a general manager um, uh, I mean my focus was to get the profitability and um, one side because I was good in sales so I had a good connection with the tour operator internationally locally with the corporate because I started 99 as in sales Mm. so I was not worried for the sales but my more focus was that how to increase actually the GOP we call it gross operating profit in a hotel line you know so to maximize the profit it was very important that i need to reduce the expense so reduction of expense you know um, was mainly the top 10 I was the payroll then you had the uh, uh, utility cost these were like the main expense and then down the line there are so many other expense so utility is a major major issue in the hotel you know so when i started working on that there was a lot of waste wrong, you know, in waste management, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, waste collection. Then we were paying 120,000. Then we had actually the energy bill 549,000, you know. I mean, it was a huge, I don't know, I mean, to calculate in dollars. So in one month, I mean, this much uh, bill, I mean, it was a big worry. So I started, you know, thinking about that. We made a committee on energy conservation. And then that was really the initial thought that how we can, uh, increase actually the profit but we realized that there was a lot of waste actually you know there was a wastage in in staff accommodation wastage in room when people are uh, guests are not in the room and then electricity is on acs are on even in a cool weather like november december january also so we started thinking that these are the waste if you will convert this waste this will be pure profit actually mm. so that was actually the commercial sense when i realized that there is a lot of opportunity uh, working on it, like for example, the 65% turnover staff. You know that in UE we have the visa cost, you know. So when a person yes. is leaving and you're hiring a new person, there was a big cost actually. Yes. So people were coming, leaving. So we were paying a huge amount. When we have reduced the reduction of this uh, the turnover and we had the higher retention of staff ultimately that cost become a profit actually because we we had no more cost actually we were not paying actually to to labor department or the immigration uh, department so similarly i mean there were so many areas which we realized that this is a commercial benefit actually and nobody is thinking about it Mm -hmm. and at the end the hotel was doing actually less profit than it is going high profit high and we went on a on a top you know i mean the profit and major share was all those reduction which was really a waste, like for example, we were cooking a lot of food, uh, and we were not really monitoring properly. You know, so when I went in micro level, I realized that half board, full board, you know, the guests are not equivalent, but we are cooking actually more for them, and a lot of waste was going actually on the landfill. So these kind of the actions which every day you don't monitor, when we went on micro level, we That's realized true. that as a matter of fact, there is sustainability uh, benefit which nobody is talking about we are always looking at responsibility part but we forgot actually the commercial part right. everybody if you look at is a commercial part i think we can get gain more uh, faster way than the responsibility because people are not falling being a responsible yeah. you know yeah. if you look them that you have a benefit if you will be adopting these practices in in your in your organization then definitely everybody will will take interest in it
1: you you, you make it sound so simple i mean it's so simple that when you talk about it, why can't organizations understand that? And it may not be in your business. You're talking about the food costs and all those kind of things. But in other businesses, organizations could also use that same mindset to look at the small things to try and enhance the people experience, which goes to the customer experience. Why is it so? Why is it so hard? Lots of times, even as you as you travel the, the globe and talking to sustainability, what do you see as a kind of a stumbling block for leaders not to get this. When I say leaders, who's running these large organizations? What do you see as a major blockage?
2: I mean, maybe they don't believe in it. Still, you know, I mean, because, you know, that realistically, what I mean, we have already delivered. And I spoke actually on, on different level in different colleges, universities. I was invited in different organizations, different hotels. I traveled, I talked to the to the general managers and uh maybe i mean uh, they don't believe in it well i mean practically we have showed them that by doing these act, uh, actions there is really a practical benefit actually you know that when you are using the technology i mean it really helps you a lot i mean if you if you don't have a technology like for example one of the hotel i do not have really a proper kind of bms system but we did everything actually on manual because i had 1200 Uh, ac units on the roof and i had no actually technology but believe you me by doing practical way i mean engaging the staff and they were taking numbers of the the guests who were going on the beach coming back going in dubai and coming back to ajman after their uh, city tour And during this time in winter season, when they were switching off the AC, we were calculating actually on a daily basis that we have a profit of 2,000 to 3,000 dirham per day. Imagine you are saving 100,000 dirham, which is 1.2 million at the end of the year, actually. And practically, I have shared this actually with my colleague general managers in different uh, uh, forums. And uh, not that everybody is is, uh, neglecting. So many people have adopted. They are following us, and they're getting benefit out of it here. Mm.
1: I I heard a speech. I heard a speech a a while back and one of the, they asked two leaders, how many people are in, how many people do you employ in your R&D department, research and development? And one gentleman said three, four people, whatever it was. They asked the other gentleman, he says 1,200. And the host said, how do you have 1,200 people? He said, everyone that works at my organization is R&D, research and development. How can you do your job better? always try and figure out a way to do it better and we'll try and we'll try and see whether that makes it work. So that's kind of the same thing that you're talking about, empowering people yes. to look at what they're doing and is there a better way Are is there a cost savings that we can implement in some way? Isn't that kind of the same?
2: Ron, you know that I got the ample empowerment from the owners when I took this charge and believe you me that I truly enjoyed Uh, empowerment as an honor so each and every decision when I was making I don't need to go back and look back and asking them that can I so I was taking so when I was enjoying this empowerment and I was not misusing it I had the right head of department I empowered them and I told them also that guys when I'm giving you this empowerment it's not really gifted I did not get a gift I earned the, the the trust of the honor and I'm enjoying it and when I'm giving you I have a fully trust on you so mm-hmm. you have to empower your supervisor and down the line. And you know this empowerment is really the key of success actually, yeah. because you are taking decision part and in the right way, and you don't need to delay at all. You're delivering on time, the customer's so happy, and then there is a there is a sustainability. This is a long-term success actually. It's a key
1: success. Yeah, people sustainability. So the other key point that, and I want people to understand is that if you're trying to solve a problem, the people closest to the problem could ha- have better insights than I would have sitting in an office someplace or like coming around dressed like this, because they're closest to, to it.
2: Of course, yeah, absolutely. Because they are on job and they know better than you, actually. You know, sometimes, you know, believe you me, people pretend, I mean, I'm the general manager. And imagine if I will go to chief engineer and start pretending that I know about engineering. No, I have one chief engineer. I mean, he's graduate. I mean, he has spent 20 years in engineering. Yeah. I cannot go and challenge that, say that, no, I mean, over here, change this world because you know that I'm the GM. No, I have to 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 respect his expertise yes. and that I have to empower him. So I need to listen from him. Mm-hmm. And then mutually we need to take decisions. Then.
1: Yeah. So that comes back to the big word, the big T word, trust. So that engineer that you're talking to, that engineer has to trust the relationship between the two of you. Every situation you've talked about, you've built a relationship with these people. They don't see you, oh my God, here's the boss coming and I got to do XYZ. But they see you as a colleague coming. You're the boss, but a colleague that I can feel free to to have a conversation because we trust each other. How do you build trust?
2: See, I mean, it's very easy. You know, like when I I started, you know, the sports activities for the staff, I mean, that is real way because a person you know I mean he's doing uh, cleaning the pots he's behind in steering department but he's one of the best footballer so when I play along with them and I am a part of the team and we are working together and making strategy to win the the, the, the game so I did actually I'm not a footballer I'm a cricketer actually you know so I played football I went into basketball also yeah I had it, organized the, the the sports for female only um, and going over there and cheering. You know that when I'm sitting with them and I'm playing with them, so they, they don't call me like he's the GM. I mean, he's our colleague. He's, he's, he's the team member, you know, because yeah, I'm not yeah. the captain. I mean, good player. He's the captain. And I'm going over there, listening to him, and he's making strategy. And I'm part of team. I'm not the captain of the team. I'm along with them. So, you know that in this case, your relationship becomes so close. I mean, recently we had actually the, the event for the uh, for the staff. You have already, I think that seen that, that video also. Yeah, I mean, you cannot imagine that the, the people, you know, I mean, they have so much talent. When they came, it was like a Bollywood star or Hollywood star, believe you me. And you know, the people are just hiding. When you're bringing them on front, I mean, they were practicing one month. I was a part of audition committee. I was there. I was correcting them. You know that we wanted to make really a best party. It is. It should be not only like a fun, but it should be really. So 24 performances mm-hmm. in just like starting seven o'clock till midnight. So you know that when you're going close to the people, yeah. they trust on you and they become your friend actually. And go. you get better results. Imagine, you know, there was a time wrong yeah. when yeah. father and child uh, relation was totally different. We used to say, Baba, we had the difference. We had a respect. We don't go close. No time has changed, you know. I mean, Sarem is coming when I'm going, hi, buddy, how are you? How was your day? So, I mean, it's changed. I mean, the, the, the time has changed. You have to come close. You need to, to empower them. You need to listen to them. And not that traditionally HR will issue the, the, uh, the termination letter. I don't accept it, you know. Even yeah. believe you yeah. me, there was a big mistake. And I request HR that, please, I am the grantor of this person. Please don't terminate him. You know, Because he made one mistake, second, third. They said, boss, we are tired of. And believe you me, those people are one of the best uh, team players at this time. Because I'm talking separately and I'm telling that, look, guys, I'm the GM. I'm the grunter. No shame on you. You need to change. You know why you were drunk and you did this. Uh, It was not really good and it will hurt your future and now I'm grunter. So, you know that sometimes you need to play a role like this. I I really feel that sometimes, you know, that the the general managers, when they don't play this role and they are really because of small mistake, taking these people out because you have 95% positive part and 5% of negative. And, and I feel sorry that the HR or the GMs, they are terminating those people yeah, and that's, it's really pity, you
1: know yeah, that's a really, mind, that's a mindset I've noticed in the Middle East, you know, one mistake, right away, we terminate this person. So yeah, and which I think needs to change. One of the key th- key, key phrases you just mentioned was times have changed. and in, a, in another era, we may have managed that way. It's very strict. you You cross the line, we will get rid of you. But now the new worker coming in, the new leadership style, which you have exhibited throughout your career, that's the go-to. That's the go-to of where leaders need to be going forward. And in a lot of cases, you may manage, say, I'm going to say non-skilled workers, maybe something like that, not meaning in a negative way, but it's not the engineers because the bulk of that could come from something as the gardener or somewhere along those lines. But it's a different day, and I think the challenge that I have lots of times is trying to get leaders to understand it's different. Let's try another approach because that approach worked before. But from a future perspective, we need to change that.
2: Absolutely, you know. I mean, I think that especially the the HR uh, learning development, you know, I mean, departments. These people they need to really adopt uh i think that there is a lot of change around also i mean i can see like in different organizations when they have really this talent uh, uh, learning uh, development departments they are doing really a coaching they are doing a different training so a lot of things are happening actually in this part of the world also and uh, i think dubai is leading in this case you know i mean many organizations because they have back-to-back different you know i mean webinars different conferences and especially we are lucky that over here the uh, the leadership is visionary they make the change so so quick you know and we can see you know what changes are happening within dubai also so we can see we can learn a lot of things from our leaders because they are not really uh, waiting actually uh they, they they take so quick actions and then they made the change and that reflect actually to the corporate also not only the government it reflect on the corporate and then and, and definitely on the leaders in corporate also hmm. at the same time
1: yeah so if you think of your role as I'm going to say this using the metaphor as a CEO of your unit, how are you developing your next level of leaders to come in with this people sustainability model? I love that term, people sustainability. How are you how are you developing your minus ones from you, the leaders that are coming up into the business?
2: I mean, you know that for me, I I put my full you know, I mean, the career in front of them when i landed in, in ue oh, my okay. first interview was actually uh, you know one of the french general managers uh, you know when i i was there so he asked me one question that what what you want to be in 5 years time and at spot i said general manager so he said 5 years and gm i said yes vision should be always high and i think that i can achieve it and uh, it took me 6 years to be a gm not 5 years Okay. But then both of us, we traveled together to attend actually uh, World Travel Market in London uh, when he was a GM of another hotel and I was a GM and then he was still remembering. He said, if hard, you know, I ask this question and you achieve it. So you know that it's very important for, for those youngsters to to understand that you need to have really a vision mm. and you need to work on that vision, not only that only to have the vision and yeah. then you are just not, you have to have really a plan and on that that plan that you need to work really hard to achieve actually your goal. And unless you will not love with your vision what you have set and you are not planning well and you will not have a passion. And as I mentioned to you that once you're on job, you need to consider that is your business actually. And when it oh, comes in good. your mind, in your come your mind, you will be passionate, you will be getting the, the results and when you're getting results, automatically you will be a successful leader then.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the challenge with that is that you want to your people to assume ownership and that leader may not agree with that because that leader may be still playing the old leader who wants to direct in everything as opposed to playing that role of the coach and that's kind of a, ba- a balance that we have to kind of create you know that in
2: this case those people because I don't count them as a leader those managers will be loser and they will be losing those people you know a good quality of people and the I think that those people be, will be winner because they will be uh, leaving that place and finding a right place actually because you know that I don't count actually that they will be loser they will be winner and they will be choosing the right place to work and to fit themselves but mm-hmm. I mean those managers they will be actually loser because they are not changing they are not adopt adopting themselves the organization is not getting success also and there are many cases actually many cases and some of them are really close and when I'm sitting with them and they are saying that, okay, we are we are not getting success and they are, uh, you know, I mean, rolling ball from one property to another property in five, six years, they are changing, you know, their jobs also. The reason because they are not accepting it, they are not changing, they are not really adopting with the, with, with today world and they're still in, in past. So, you cannot get success at all. So, it goes hand in hand and then success will definitely come and success will follow you actually if you will be really following what actually we have already done as a case study.
1: Okay, so let's take a break now. I think we have that video of your your your, your teams. Okay, so let's yes. take a break and watch that for a sec. Okay, thank you.
0: Identify and book the world's best speakers for your next event. MENA Speakers is the leading speakers and MC Bureau in the Middle East. We bring global talent to the region and have established the region as a key global hub for speakers. Inspire and motivate your audience. Find exactly what you are looking for by working closely with us to assist you in understanding the cost-benefit analysis tied to selecting a speaker for any event. Ensure that your audience is educated, engaged and empowered. Connect with us for a quick response and tailored advice. Book your speakers now.
1: I want to pick up on on a comment you made before we went to break. You mentioned the trip to London and the trip to London was with the person who interviewed you just starting out and you gave them your five-year plan. You made it in six years. Do you look back over your career at this point and look at people that have now risen to higher levels and how does that make you feel when you knew them and they were coming and maybe didn't have the confidence level and you coached them? And now they're leaders inside of the hospitality industry are wherever they landed. How does that feel?
2: I mean, I, I really feel happy. The reason because you know I had a lot of difficulties to tell you the truth. You know, I was not uh, gifted same as you know, I mean, um, the other staff when I'm going and I'm coaching and I'm giving giving them access to to my PA. You know, to 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 teach them about the emails and communication. Um, it was not the same way. I mean, it was completely different. I had a, many challenges, actually, mean, you know, because within the organization, you have different politics, uh, you know, especially when you are coming, you know, from down to reach. On, it's not easy, actually, but you need to break because you have the ability to break. I mean, you need to be diplomatic. You need to have all those leadership qualities to see that where you have to threat, where you have to be diplomatic and where, where you have to cross that uh, barrier, actually. Uh, not that everybody can carry this, but sometimes people, they have this uh, uh, this strength, but on the other side, they have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And you know that what I realized that being a leader, I need to pick all those weaknesses one by one and to keep into strength. So it's not only that what I did for myself, no, I'm doing them. The reason because I think that people who are working under me, they are my responsibility the same way as my children. You know? If I want to make them doctors, I want to make them lawyers, I have to think about them also because they are trusting on me as a father, as a leader. So so I have to perform a role like a real leader.
1: You know, if I could mold your leadership principles and just spread it across the globe, organizations would not have to deal with turnover. They would have a trusting environment and everyone would do well and live happily ever after. If I was able to just take that mold of what you're talking about, the leadership mold, the new leadership mold, and, and spread it across. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, there was a book written by a good friend of mine, Jim Gartner, who's the chief scientist for, for Gallup. And the name of the book was, It's the Managers. And, and it talked about that same thing, that, that if leaders were doing the right things inside of organization, a lot of the business challenges and ills that we're facing would be diminished somewhat and they talk through the need for leadership development. So I wanted to ask your thoughts on, as you bring your minus ones or minus twos together, and maybe you do a leadership seminar, you may not call it that. What are the key points that you talk through as you develop your next line of leaders and how do you keep them focused?
2: See, I mean, I, mean, I think that the, the leaders need to be uh, authentic, you know, I mean, it has to be natural, you know, I mean, once you are uh, performing, you need to win the trust of the people, uh, you know, people need to trust on you. I mean, the owners need to trust on you. You need to be really very authentic, you know, and even the the, the customer need to, to trust on you. So, you know, it's like combination. Uh, similarly, I mean, your, your personality need to be inspiring, actually, you know, you need to inspire other people, you know, and inspire with actions. Actually, It's not only words, I mean, it should be with the actions. So people can see that, oh, you are really inspiring them, you know. And uh, whatever role you have, then you need to to deliver, you know, because that deliverability should come also. So if if you're not delivering, you're not delivering, you cannot really be a leader also, you know. So these are like the three three, three, uh, common, you know, things which you need to have, the authenticity, authenticity, then you need to be inspiring Mm -hmm. and uh, you need to be uh, delivering.
1: So you, you, you mentioned the word authentic. And, my, and I thought back to a situation in New York years ago. I got in an elevator and another gentleman came in and he looked outside and he was just pushing the button to close it. He wanted the door to close. And all of a sudden, the gentleman walked up and the door closed on that on that gentleman. And I asked him, why did you do that? He said, that's my. he said. I'm, I apologize to you. That was my CEO. And he said, the guy is a major phony. Everyone knows he's a phony. And he'd come on here. He gets my name wrong every time he talks to me. He's just a phony. And I just just did not want to deal with it. And I'm like, wow. And I'm thinking, how many other people in that organization feel that way? How does that impact business performance? And that's just the same thing you're talking about. So being authentic that you come through as a real person versus someone coming through with a script saying well i gotta say all the key words but after that's over i still go back to my normal kind of you know operating procedure
2: right
1: absolutely absolutely i
2: agree with you yeah so,
1: so one other thing i wanted to ask you so you started your career at coming to dubai and you started at this particular level how did you manage that career to where you are today Because the key point in thinking through that, I'm sure there were a lot of days you got up, the confidence level wasn't there, maybe the imposter syndrome came in, you didn't feel you were making progress. How did you manage that, you know, the normal days of ways of doing business and what we're faced with, how did you manage that progression to stay focused to get where you are today?
2: I mean, uh, Ron, when I, when I was a student, um, I was uh, in, in student politics, so I was like a student leader. When I came into to hotel job, the first job was uh, the intercontinental, the former intercontinental, which is a Pearl continental. It's a big property in Lahore, Pakistan. So I developed a union, you know, which was the CBA, chartered uh, union, uh, labor union. So, you know, I was defending actually the the rights of the of the employees who are really doing night duty and they are uh, disturbed because you know don't have really a separate room, they go back. So I was fighting for the rights to get for them the night allowances and then to having, you know, the the debates with the management. So when I came here, you know, I mean in, in UE, I mean it was completely different, you know, I mean, level. I mean, I know that I'm here because you know that the tourism is totally different level compared to my country you know so when i came here actually i uh, actually utilized all those leadership skills what i did in student time what i did in in uh, uh, labor union time you know and then i was negotiating with the management to get the, the benefit for the for the staff uh, i utilize and then that really helped me a lot because over here was 200 nationalities it was not only like one nationality like in my country yeah so i was dealing actually with the different nationalities different culture different religion different faith so believe you me actually it was really good for me because i changed myself you know because i become more global yeah. uh, rather than only like a one person you know and yeah. my faith was though i mean like my faith but as a matter of fact i learned actually from the other faith from the other culture so i learned actually and i think that i was blessed that i landed in in, in UAE because UE yeah. is blended with so many nationalities and you know that I learned and I picked all good things. actually. And I, I don't mind that when you have a good things to copy, it's always good. It's not a bad thing at all. And yeah. believe you me, in my personality, wearing, talking, I learned a lot of things. I think it was, you is really a school, you know, I mean, because you have a different culture, uh, different faith, different colors, and each person has a positive. So leave mm-hmm. negative aside. You need to see that what someone has really a good pick, pick it, and then you adopt it. And that was really a strength of this country, which really made me today uh, on this position, actually.
1: Yeah. That was a major learning for me, you know, understanding different nationalities. Because when you come from a certain region, that tends to be the mold. And then you go to another region, 200 nationalities that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. And it causes you to rethink a lot of the thoughts you had. So you look, as okay. you said, so the key, looking for the positive, and you deal with that. Yes. The first first time we met, uh, you gave a speech, and one of the stories that I I keep coming back to, you told a story about how workers you invited workers' families to stay during downtime, and uh, what that meant to employees. Because as you said, it come to this two years, you're not seeing your family, and coming to stay in those properties. Can you tell that story again? Because I thought that was so inspirational. And I, but when you told that story, I'm like, wow, that that is such a Heartwarming story to show that you care for people as a leader. Can you share that,
2: uh, Ron? Very interesting, Italy. Thank you for reminding me. I mean, I love seeing this, and I I always enjoy. I mean, sharing this story you know, on on many occasions in different seminars and different conferences. You know that when I was empowered by the honors, you know, and uh, I did all with one intention that I had always good uh, good steps for the betterment of the staff, but ultimately. The results were coming better for the for the for the employer also because it was really maybe not direct but indirectly they were getting benefit out of it so i realized that summer is low period in in UE, and i had 700 rooms actually i mean i had three hotels and uh, 700 rooms uh, managing 650 staff so i decided that first june till 30th of september is a lean period which is a low season and um, i announced in one of our monthly celebration that guys from now onward I mean, anyone want to bring your family, uh, just bear the the ticket and then you will be getting actually the accommodation one month free in the hotel, in the hotel rooms. And on top of it, you will be utilizing the hotel uh, transport to go and to take your families to show them the uh, Dubai Mall and other excursion. And you will be having full board that you will be eating in staff cafeteria. So your wives or your brother, you can bring them. And you know that... uh, first year it was about like 10 to 15 enrollment you know from the staff and one of the uh, one of the staff I mean his wife she said to his husband that you know that i want to see the general manager so he was working in laundry and she came i mean Cheryl told me that she want he wanted to to bring his wife so when she came to me ron you cannot imagine the real feeling oh. she was she was tear off. and you know that i said sister talk to me and uh, she could not stop her tear and she said, no, it was my dream to come and to see the way because whenever he was coming, he's working here for 20 years. And whenever he was coming and telling me stories and I saw in the TV and I wished that one day I should go and I was praying and finally this dream come true because of you. So I said, no, it's not because of me, because he's making effort and bringing the profit of this hotel. And this hotel is doing more profits than any hotel in the UAE. And you you deserve it you know i mean that whatever you got actually you deserve it and so many stories you know the people came they said and not only this you know ron what i did that i did actually for the deaf schools in pakistan um uh, richard i mean one of the guy i need to introduce you richard is in pakistan he he has a deaf schools more than ten thousand students, you know. so i give this in one of the conference in in dubai that you bring your teachers who are teaching to the deafs. And during summer, uh, June till September, they can stay seven days, you know, free of charge in in our hotel. And you know that so many teachers, they came along with their uh, children and they enjoyed because it was appreciation to those people who are really doing this job, you know. So, you know, I mean, these things were really there because I had empowerment and I was using this empowerment with sense and giving back to the society and then you know the blessing was that the hotel was doing profit more than any other hotel actually because at the end i was getting
1: blessings from these people actually oh wow you you know you told that st- when you told that story i never forgot that story and i'm thinking how many other properties are sitting there not being used and one initiative can create so much engagement and trust in within the organization because leadership cared something as simple as that yeah but i mean around within this stay, one time one
2: one guy stayed, and uh, he brought actually one of the student i mean he was really very good painter you know like in uh, paint you know in the the room painting mm-hmm. so you know he, he told me this teacher he said that you know i brought purposely to introduce you that he's deaf but he can do really paint room you know i mean better than others so you can get a trial we did trial wrong and he was doing better job than the other uh, the the painters in the hotel and even till today he's working in that hotel we hired him you. Wow. so you know that in this case you know i mean so many uh, good things which we did in the past and even we are doing on on daily basis i think these are really very important being a corporate companies we should take part actually you know we should not take as burden we should not take only as a responsibility yeah. uh, i have already proven that even to look at the commercial point of view also because these stories were published in many uh newspaper and tvs in pakistan mm. and uh, this guy is hired and he's speaking to them you know in a sign languages and you're
1: promoting your property you know so at the end it's a win-win situation you know you make it sound so easy and, you know, the thought process and it, it, it's a, it's a feel good situation, but it's helping the business case on the flip side of that. It's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. And I love to hear stories like that because it's a feel good situation, but you're doing great. And that comes back under what you said in the beginning was people sustainability. So as we begin to close, I want to ask you one question. So your branding is around leadership your branding is around sustainability. How does a young person that's just starting out on their road to be a manager, a leader, or whatever it is, how do you build and sustain a brand to become seen as that person? This is the brand. So when someone sees you, they have sustainability and they know off the charts leadership.
2: I mean, uh, Ron, it's it's not difficult at all. I mean, I shared my story to you. It's really a, one side is like, for a property level as a case study, as a business case study, on the other side, on a personal level, is a case study also. I mean, anyone who really wants to, to achieve something, they need to have a vision you know, in their mind. And once they have a vision, they need to work on it. There should be a plan to achieve that those goals, actually. Mm-hmm. And make your vision high, you know, and take risk in your life. Without taking risk, you cannot make it. Because if you are always afraid, you cannot take higher risk in your life and then you will achieve with the hard work and with the passion. And if you will not have the passion to achieve something, you cannot make it. I mentioned, you know, I mean, previously that if you're working in some property, unless you will not consider that you own this property, you cannot bring results. Believe you me, on a daily basis, I'm, I'm seeing actually hundreds and thousands of staff, one hotel to another hotel. When I checked in, I stayed over there. People are different. Some people are so engaged. They love their job and you can see with their actions. You know, you can see that, you know, that it's coming from them and they are tomorrow's leader. But if you think that everything should come in a plate, it will never come, you know, you will not get actually as a gift. You know, you need to earn it, you know, all those empowerment come and management is not blind anywhere in the world. When they will see that someone has really potential, it -hmm. will come to you. If Mm -hmm. not in one property, in another property, but don't give up, keep continue and then success will come to you. then.
1: Yeah. I see a comment here from my friend from Lagos, Anife. She says, this is so inspiring. It simply takes caring, interestingly, and may not even cost a lot. Well done. Well done. So that's a comment just came through. So thank you so much for carving out time. I know you're a busy person, but I've been looking forward to this because I know you would bring it to the table. So as we begin to close out, I want you to hang on for a second because I'm going to talk to you offline and then we'll, uh, I'll come back. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you very much for inviting you. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. Okay, Okay, cool.